Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week I talked to Heather, owner of Alpha Lit KC. With her brother and sister-in-law, Heather's making your special event brighter with her marquee letters. You may have seen these letters at Union Station to celebrate the Chiefs or March Madness. You might have even seen them outside the T-Mobile Center for a concert. Alphalet KC specializes in creating a unique experience for any occasion. Here is Heather to talk all about Alphalet KC. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. I know you have had like the craziest season having just finished with the Chiefs and finished with March Madness and getting into summer and the Royals on top of everything else you're doing. So I think so many people in Kansas City recognize the iconic marquee letters. They're they're so recognizable now and you see them all over town and it's so fun to see everything that you've been doing. So um, we love that. We love it too. And it's, it never really gets old. Uh, There's always going to be somebody who hasn't seen them. And when they get to see them in their lights, just like their expression on their face is, it's so cool to watch. Just, they're so excited when, when we turn them on. For anyone who is not familiar with Alpha Lit, can you explain exactly what it is and sort of the overall concept? Yeah, absolutely. So we specialize in aluminum metal marquee event rentals, and those are three foot size letters and four foot size numbers. So we have the alphabet basically in uh, quantity four. So we have four of the alphabet uh, and a, a variety of symbols, other specialty event rentals. So we're kind of an overall just a specialty event rental company. Uh, but we specialize in the aluminum marquee letters. And where did this idea come from? What was going through your mind when you when you came up with this business? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually lived in Dallas the last four years. So I moved back to Kansas City in 2020. I lived in Dallas from 2016 to 2020. And the founder of Alphalet is named Mackenzie Skipper. She started the entire business and she had just started in March of 2019 Pre-pandemic, we met out at an event and she was three months old in the business. She wanted them for her wedding and couldn't find any vendors in Dallas that offered the marquee letters. So she found a manufacturer that would make them for her. She ended up ordering for her wedding and then was like, I should probably just do this as a business. This is a great concept. Started the process and really early on we met in her business and she said, I think I'm considering licensing it so other cities can open the business and in their location. And so what I did was I didn't think anything of it. I just met her. We'd seen each other two times and I just said, hey, if you ever consider it and you really do go down that path with all the legal you know, work and hire a lawyer to get all the paperwork, send it my way and I'll open the Kansas City location. And I was serious because I really wanted to move back to Kansas City. All my family's from here. It's where I grew up. And I was looking for a way back. And my brother and I had been talking about investing in a company. I'm in the events arena in the industry already. And so uh, it just really made sense. And sure enough, a month later, I got an email from her and she said, hey, we're 
offering the opportunity as a licensed business and you can do an annual licensing fee and own the Kansas City location. So I took it to my brother and my sister-in-law. We're all business partners together and we made the decision overnight. So we basically signed the paperwork and we were Alpha at KC owners the next day. Surprises me to hear that in Dallas, there wasn't really anything like this before because now having seen it and you do weddings and baby showers and special events, prom. I mean, the list goes on and on. And on your website, there's a whole gallery of, of photos of where you have put the marquee letters. But it's one of those concepts where, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone wasn't doing this before because it's such a great way to brighten up an event. And honestly, they blew up after 2019. They're now everywhere. And we're actually now in 160 cities across the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So uh, it's grown since 2019 in a three and a half year time span to 160 cities. So if that shows just the, the need in the market for this type of product, the quality of our product and how great they look in photos and the really just the age of photo opportunities at events, at public places, uh, that's the the era we live in right now is the photo opportunity and the Instagrammable moments. And they just make sense for Instagrammable moments because they look so awesome on camera. They look so awesome in person and they're just so bright and they really do. They brighten up an event and they make such a statement. Having moved back in 2020 and starting this business, COVID, you know, just hitting in early 2020, how did that affect your business? shockingly it didn't. Uh, I know that that sounds weird, but we did a lot of like contactless pickup. So we would leave the letters outside sanitized and people would come and pick them up for their events. People were still having, you know, their kids' birthday parties with just their families at their home and they wanted to rent the number five or they wanted to rent one for their baby's first birthday because all those celebrations and moments were still happening. Um, so we still did a lot of that. And as things got better and vaccines came out and, you know, the, the pandemic started to kind of like slow down and then picked back up again, of course, in 2021 and, and more, we were starting to see that venues were starting to open back up. We were able to go back into venues with, you know, again, kind of contactless setups and just staying, you know, within distance and wearing our masks, but we really were only shut down for those few months that the city was shut down and events weren't happening, we were still doing backyard weddings and backyard birthday parties, but just not ever coming into contact with anyone otherwise, just email and phone. So it really, it's phenomenal. Of course, like any small business, we definitely lost business because nothing was happening, but we were still doing the nominal, you know, little birthday parties here and there. So it kind of kept us and we were so new. We were six months old at the time. So we didn't really know any different we hadn't really gotten a big calendar of events yet because we weren't even big enough as a business yet. So it really didn't impact us, I guess, as it would if it was right now, like three and a half, almost four years into the business. It's always nice to hear when businesses were able to quickly pivot through the pandemic and offering things like contactless pickups and being able to still offer your services for these special moments and doing it in a time when people are still wanting to be safe and continue on with their events. So being able to pivot so quickly to still be able to offer that to, to people is really great. Yeah. And the great thing also was that most of our business is 80% of our business is weddings. And all of those couples transferred their date 
to a, a future date. So we didn't really lose them as a client. We lost the date as in 2020, but they rescheduled for 2021 or 2022. So we still ended up doing that wedding or that event. It just got postponed. What sort of marketing were you doing and have you been doing for your business? Because as we said, when first starting out and six months after opening, pandemic hitting and doing smaller birthdays to now being involved with the Chiefs and March Madness and the Royals and having so much of your business be part of weddings, what was the marketing strategy? So at the very beginning, we did really a grassroots kind of campaign. I would say uh, we did cold calling of every single business in Kansas City that was like a venue or in the events industry. And then on top of that, uh, just called local big local businesses and tried to get in contact with the big sports teams. We knew that once they saw the product and they saw what we offered, that they might want to use it for one of their events or a special something for, um, you know, their fans or a guest experience, a fan experience. And once they did, they did. So it was, it was kind of like that. And then additionally, we did, we started off in bridal shows. So we did a lot of bridal show like expos uh, where you kind of, it's, you know, sometimes there's a full weekend and you're there from Friday to Sunday and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who come through during the weekend. And a lot of them are brides and grooms uh, trying to book for their weddings. So we booked a lot of clients through that at the very beginning and just kind of got our name out there. Uh, and we did a lot of trades. Like we would trade, for instance, the bridal show. We would give them our letters to put at the bridal show as decor, but then also trade it for a booth. So we would have a booth at the show in addition to like us being everywhere at the show. So that was kind of our strategy was like, get them in like in front of as many people as possible. And people are going to start connecting the dots that this is what the company that it is, especially because we were there, we were there handing out our business cards, handing out our contact information. And from there, it kind of just like was a trickle effect. And that's actually how we got connected with Union Station for all of the chiefs, the chief signs moving forward. Great strategy on your end as well, because I think there is something to be said when people get to see something in person, they fully understand it as opposed to just sort of explaining, oh, we have these really fun marquee letters. You can put it this way, put it that way, do your name. But when you have couples who are in the mindset of, oh my gosh, here's my vision. Here's what I want for my wedding day. When you get to see the actual marquee letters and it starts to fall in line with your vision for your wedding day, it clicks. And so it's great that, you know, people were able to, to see and expos are so helpful. Yes, absolutely. It's so true. And if, if they're not out in an expo or a traded event or a free event, right at the beginning, when we were trying to grow our business, they were just sitting in our warehouse. So to me, I was willing to do the labor and my business partners, Spencer and Lindsay, my brother and sister-in-law, we were all just under this like intense adrenaline of get, being just being so excited about starting the business and wanting to just work all the time because we wanted to get in front of people. So I think it was like our tenacity mixed with how great they already are and just persistence of calling venues and calling places and saying, when can we come and set them up? It, it, do you have any events coming up? Can we set them up during, you know, a fall festival, or we, we were really targeting those larger events that happen over at the T-Mobile Center. And when they shut the power and light district down and have, you know, those festivals, like we wanted a lot of people and a lot of eyes on them because we knew once that started, it would be the trickle effect of, of booking more and more events. 
Are there any events that stand out to you as being like one of the most fun events that you have been able to be part of? Oh gosh, that's a great question. We did do Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes gender reveal for their first daughter, Sterling. That was iconic just because Mahomes had just come off of winning the Super Bowl in 2020. And we did it in August of 2020. So uh, like he just, his fame rose so high after that big win. And um, just, you know, he was just the it man in Kansas City, still is. And so just getting that call and being asked to be a part of just such a, like an intimate moment for a couple like that, that everyone knows and knowing that it was our letters that got to display what they were going to have as their first child was very fun. Very cool. We've done a a lot of really cool events for the T-Mobile center, lots of concerts, Celine Dion, Luke Combs. Um, gosh, there's been so many Jojo Siwa and Justin Bieber, uh, all of all those big uh, concerts always just it's so fun to see the excitement the city gets when we get, you know, big, big ticket items in our city. So that's what like pumps me up is seeing like everyone get excited. Uh, and, you know, looking forward in the next month, we have the NFL draft coming. And it's just really neat to see our city expand and grow the way it is to the point where we're getting things like the NFL draft and the 2026 World Cup, just iconic sports events that are going to bring so much revenue to our city alone and support small businesses and large businesses alike. So I get excited about that kind of stuff. And it's so fun to be part of it, not only as someone in Kansas City, but from a professional standpoint as well, because you get to really feel like you are part of this amazing event that is coming to Kansas City. So it's fun, I imagine, on both the personal and professional aspect of getting to experience things like that, like the Super Bowl and the World Cup and and the draft. Yes, sporting sporting events, definitely, they carry that weight of just pure excitement, adrenaline, and then all the weddings, it just never gets old because it's always a new couple and you just, you're getting your eye, their eyes are seeing it for the first time. It says they're brand new last name in lights and they just get so excited or they're just celebrating their day and we get to be a part of it and brighten it up. What are, what are some of the struggles that you face being a business owner? Yes. Wearing the mini hats has probably been my biggest struggle and staffing. Uh, if you can imagine for an event company, it's both a setup and a breakdown. So you're, you're driving to the venue two separate times. So back, forth, back, forth. So I typically say like, you're going there four times because you're going there, you're going home, you're going back. So staffing is a challenge for us and finding good, reliable people. Uh, a lot of our events and weddings, they end really late at night. So we have to send people out at 10 PM, 11 PM midnight, and they get back around one o'clock in the morning. And so It takes a special breed of people who are open and willing to be up that late and, you know, wanting to, you know, drive at night and comfortable with that. So the staffing has been a challenge and you'd think like, you know, young kids might be like the right way to go, but really it comes down to finding just reliable people and people who understand, um, you know, our business is a very visual business. So as far as the setups go for our business, Uh, We have to have really detail-oriented people who care about precision and leveling, as silly as it sounds. But if you have an O that's sideways or, you know, a little bit crooked, it can ruin the entire picture. And that picture is going to live on the internet forever. 
um, they're going to post it from their wedding and it's going to say the Williams or, you know, or Mr. and Mrs. Oslo and Oslo has a crooked O and we don't like that. So I really, uh, I love the perfectionist side of all of my employees after uh, getting them onboarded and them being here, you know, three to six months and doing lots of events there, they can catch the things that I, I catch that they, you know, wouldn't have caught on their first day of work. So yes, the staffing would probably be the, the most challenging. And then on top of that, I'm not a person who loves finances or taxes. I like seeing the money come in and I like doing all the kind of like expense work. I do enjoy that, like categorizing where things need to go and invoicing. Like I enjoy the process, but I don't enjoy like once tax season comes and I'm getting all these forms in the mail and I don't understand what's what. So um, you know, and at the very big beginning of a business, it's hard because you don't really have the money to just hire out immediately. You kind of have to do all those things yourself. So luckily my brother is the brains behind all of our accounting. And then, you know, we are eventually are getting to a point at year four where we're able to hire a accounting firm that can actually keep our books and, and do our file, our annual taxes where we don't have to be in the nitty gritty as much. But at the beginning, you kind of have to be in it all and you're everything, your marketing, your finance, your, you know, employee management, payroll, all of it. And it just all falls on you. Are yes. there times where you are fully booked on a weekend because you're doing weddings, you've had special events, sporting events, and you're not able to take on one other event for the letters? Yes, I give or take. Um, but yes, we, we run into probably, I would say sold out weekends, maybe once a month, twice a month where we're completely sold out. Now we also have minimums of the amount we can do as far as a team. Uh, so I know kind of, I can look at our schedule and know if we can do eight events in one day, or if the size of those events need to be narrowed down to like only offering five events that we're physically delivering and setting up. Now we also allow customers to come pick up the letters for anything under five letters for the small birthday parties, like a number five or one for a first birthday party, those customers can pick those letters up. So that does save our team from having to drive out. And we wouldn't be able to do the volume that we're doing right now if we didn't offer customer pickup. Uh, because we're, we probably do between 10 and 15 customer pickups a weekend. So if you can imagine they're coming on a Friday, they pick up the letters and then they return them on a Monday because uh, we're out of the office on Saturday and Sundays for events, typically Friday afternoons as well. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday are our biggest days. And I'd say we do be between 15 and 25 events a weekend between customer pickups and all of our delivered and set up events by our crew. So it's a lot. Some days I look at our scheduler, which is where we keep track our inventory. And there are days where I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't have enough ease. And where did I mess up? And then I end up doing like all the, the math and reconfiguring. I'm like, oh wait, we have, we have enough. I did it right. I've been doing this long enough. But I mean, there have been some scary moments where I'm like, I oversold our O's and we don't have enough O's to spell one. So uh, maybe we offer them the number one instead of spelling out one or you know, we get it from another location close by that we can either ship it in quickly or I can drive and pick it up, which has only had to happen on rare occasion. Being in an industry that requires you to work on the weekends, I imagine it's harder than normal for business owners to step away from your business and enjoy your personal life. Yes, 
Very much so. Um, something that I, uh, a really great thing I did for myself and my brother and sister-in-law, uh, we all decided when I took this job on full-time and quit my full-time job, I was doing hundred percent of the labor. And I did that for about a year and a half of all the labor on my own. And at that point I was becoming, it was becoming unsustainable. I was burnt out. And so what we decided on was uh, hiring an operations manager who would help with taking off, alleviating me from some of that labor. Um, and then we decided furthermore that I would do no labor for an extended period of time to give myself a bit of a break. Uh, Cause if you can imagine, you know, when you're doing 25 events in a weekend, I mean, I would start at 8 AM and be done with setups right around maybe three or four, go home from four to six, and then be back out for breakdowns for the rest of the night until midnight or 1 AM. So it was really that like for every single weekend. And some of my family members would step in and help out when I needed a break, or I was out of town for a wedding or, you know, you have life happens. Um, so I had people that we could rely on, but we didn't have necessarily employees. Um, and then we've, we've hired interns in the summer to help with the summer load. But um, that was really like the personal life thing was starting to get, it was getting really fuzzy there for a while. So I knew that in order for me to sustain and keeping this my full-time job and not quitting and fully like just being done with the game and wanting to just sell the company because just is a lot of work and it's a lot of labor and it's all weekends. So you have to really know that signing up for this type of business and the events industry that you're going to be committed to the weekend. So I don't really ever, like I can never fully rest easy on a weekend, even if, if my team is fully taken over. Uh, I don't work on the weekends anymore. I work a normal nine to five during the week and I do setups during the week, but I take myself out of the weekends. And uh, so does my operations manager. So we have like a weekend crew who does all of our weekend events, but I'm still on call because I've got to answer questions if they have questions about setup or, you know, our van broke down in the middle of the summer and our radiator went out. So I had to call a tow truck for her and our staff member, you know, and make sure she was okay and felt comfortable and safe on the side of the highway broken down, just, you never really consider like all the facets of being a small business owner and that it really never ends. So, you know, I think it looks really glamorous, of course, on our Instagram and website and it, meeting me in person, you wouldn't think that any of that kind of stuff, like, but it, it weighs on you for sure. And it's just, uh, I think any entrepreneur can uh, relate to that. Like you just really never turn off and your heart kind of just is always like, it knows that like you need to be on, I guess. So you don't ever really fully disconnect. Uh, but I've found ways in order to not feel, let it be fear or anxiety driving. Like, am I going to get that call or am I going to get, you know, uh, somebody's going to call in sick and then I am going to have to work this weekend. You know, I'll step in when I need to, but it doesn't feel that that weight of me doing everything anymore. Well, that's good. You were able to find balance so that you could not be burnt out and enjoy some time in your personal life. So when you are enjoying that time, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Yes. So I have all my family here. So I do hang out with my family a ton. Uh, all my friends live in Kansas City too. So I always try to ping them on a weekend. They've got kids, so they're busy. So anytime I get like one-on-one -on -one time with my friends or my family, I take it up. I have two nieces that are two and four and love to come down to my apartment and stay at Aunt Coco's house. I'm Aunt Coco. So they're um, they're kind of like my my escape and my you know way of having a fun weekend. 
And then really, I love, I love sports. I, I'm actually a new season ticket holder for the Kansas City Current. So the women's soccer team, I grew up playing soccer and went to a few games this last season and just had such a good time. And I can't explain. It's just so cool seeing a women's professional team and knowing that we're going to be the first city ever to have a professional women's soccer stadium. Uh, so I just wanted to be a part of that moment and had so much fun going to games last season. And so I was like, I'm going to get season ticket holders. I talked my boyfriend into it and we both just decided that was going to be our Christmas gift to each other. And so we're really pumped for this season and going to all the games and then the, the stadium opening in 2024. It has been really amazing to see the construction of the stadium. Every time Dan and I pass Riverfront on the highway, we're always, I mean, one of us is driving, obviously trying to be safe, but we're both trying to like look over and see the progress coming and seeing all the excavators and all of the construction. It is so cool to see that progress being made. And as you said, to be such a forefront for Kansas City to be a forefront in having a stadium for women's soccer. I did not grow up knowing anything about soccer other than the basic rule. You can't use your hands unless you're the goalie. I had no idea until probably a year ago how big of a soccer town Kansas City was. My soccer knowledge has been really coming from Ted Lasso, which I imagine most people from Kansas City would be able to say that. But knowing that there is this like crazy following of Premier League soccer and people (laughs) are massive soccer fans. And it's been really, really fun to see and start to explore that part of Kansas City and that fandom. Yes, it's the coolest. And I love Ted Lasso as well. That would be another time of mine is watching great shows like Ted, Lo- Ted Lasso. Love him. Just a, a feel-good show for sure. If you if you're not a better person watching that show, I don't know what type of person you are. <laughs> you got to be, become a better person just by watching it because it's just makes you want to be good. Are there any favorite places in Kansas City, whether that be a restaurant, a bar, a local business? Is there anywhere in Kansas City that kind of stands out as a favorite place to go? So I, I love the West Bottoms. It's a very fun, I love the antique shopping and there's a little bar called the ship, uh, that I go to with friends every once in a while that just, it's been there forever and has, you know, stood the test of time. Really. I love being in the city in general, just knowing how much it's grown over the years that I've lived here. It, you used to never come down to the city and you know, there wasn't T-Mobile center. It wasn't here yet. And power and light district didn't you know, even exist. But uh, I would say just being down in the city and kind of being in the heart of it all and, you know, watching either a sports stuff or, you know, big, big like festival style things. Like I like being in crowds and having fun in the, the city and the areas like that. But besides that, uh, I, I mean, I grew up in Overland Park area. So I'm out that way a lot too with my family. And Honestly, like my most frequented place last year was the old Overland Park Farmer's Market, which I know is insane, but it's like my sister said she lives in that area. She said like it's world renowned or something like nationwide like known how good it is. And I was like, I had no idea that we had such a great farmer's market. And there's one in the river market right downtown where I live, but I go out with her because I want to see my nieces and see them and see my family. So like our farmer's market's amazing. So I usually would do like 
early morning setups on Saturday morning. And then I'd meet them over there and, you know, kind of have like a late, late brunch time and walk around and just enjoy all the people and the food and the drink. But um, yeah, it's, I just, I love all the restaurants in Kansas city and we're, we're definitely becoming that foodie town, which is cool. And like getting more and more restaurants and fun places like that. So I enjoy that kind of stuff. I just love it. I love all the vendors and I try to go almost every Saturday if possible. Yes. yes. I, I, I just need my Dolce bakery, cinnamon roll and a coffee and I am set. And I love Dolce Bakery. It's my favorite bakery in Kansas City. Yeah, it just brings up that there are so many cool little pockets of Kansas City. There's the shops at Prairie Village and Waldo and Brookside. I mean, you can go so many places, the plaza, and just there's, it's all has a different feel, but it it's fun. And there's different restaurants and all of them that I love. So it's just, it makes Kansas city feel even bigger than it truly is because we do have all these little pockets of, it seems like a bigger city because of that. If there was something you could change about Kansas city, what would that be? Yeah. So it's interesting because I've been reading so many articles. I came from Dallas and if you're familiar with Dallas, there's, there is like a green like park over top of their highway called Clyde Warren park. And I've always been like, if Kansas City had that, it would be so cool. And now they're talking about the Loop Project, which is the same concept. And we're potentially going to have a Clyde Warren Park in Kansas City, which is so neat. And so, and then I see the Penway Park ideas about having the carousel here and, you know, kind of that more open concept, lots of different vendors and foods downtown. That's what I, I think I'm looking for another, like, mini power and lights kind of sprinkled around the city, like in different areas that feel more like you're going to like maybe a middle mini festival or going to like something that feels a little bit more like an event versus just a food. I really love the concept of the food halls, like parlor. I love parlor downtown. And I, I think we need more. Honestly, I would love if we had more food halls and just places where you could meet with friends and there's like large areas of seating you know, we tend to lose seating and like capacity in Kansas City because we like we don't have as many places to go as other big cities. Like bigger cities have just tons more restaurants and tons more places for people to go. And I feel like everybody goes to the cool spots and all the cool spots are now, you know, completely overwhelmed on the weekends because we don't have enough. So I would hope for more like small district food parlors and, you know, food halls and things like that. But I'm really excited about the Penway Park proposition and as well as well as the park that goes over the freeway. That'd be incredible for the city. There have been so many incredible restaurants that have opened through COVID and post-COVID. And it's so amazing to see that expansion. And I just want more of that. I want to constantly see yes. new businesses opening. I want to drive by areas and just see coming soon and all these signs for different restaurants. And I know we have that, but I, as a foodie myself, I think I just need it on a bigger scale. Agreed. Agreed. I know. I just saw all the influencers posting about the new ramen place in South OP. And I was like, I have to go because I love ramen and I've just been seeing everyone post about it, but we need that just times 10. We need 10 of those, not necessarily ramen, but just 10 newer big places opening and it's coming. I can feel it. And there's a lot happening under the, under the radar. And also that's been announced in the public. So we know that things are coming. It just, you know, you hate to force time, 
but I do like, I want it right now. Like I want it all to be ready now. Back to Alphalet, you offer, as we've mentioned, rentals for weddings, baby showers, birthdays, all sorts of special events. What is the process of someone getting marquee letters for their event? So they can visit our website at alphaletkc.com and they can fill out an inquiry form, give us their event details, and we'll get back to them within 24 to 48 hours. Um, and we also are on Instagram. They can they can DM us on Instagram. Now we don't do quotes necessarily through Instagram. We don't give our pricing, but we, we ask for their contact info and then we send them an email with a quote. So really the best ways to get a hold of us would be through email or finding us on Instagram and asking us information about their event and we'll send you an email um, or they can call us. So yeah, we, you can find us on Google, do a quick little Google search of Alpha at KC and We'll pop up our websites there and social media. Well, and I definitely recommend anyone checking out your website on top of social media. The way that your gallery on your website was organized was for me, just really fun to click through because I was clicking through each kind of category, but it really shows how versatile the events that you are able to service because I was noticing, oh my gosh, Afflit was at prom and at something for the Royals and obviously the sporting events, but some of the more niche events or fundraisers. And so I think it's a great place for people to go and get ideas too, because I think sometimes, especially with weddings, you see just names or Mr. or Mrs. And it's like, oh, great, you know, whatever. But then when you really start to let your imagination go and what you can actually do with words and the power of words and being able to offer that at a special event, is so cool. So I definitely recommend people going on to the website as well and sifting through photos uh, in the gallery just because I was having fun doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it is really cool to see how many different events you have been able to service. Yes. Yes. We thank you very much. Our website was a lot of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that one. And uh, it's a constant, you know, maintenance of keeping it updated and updating photos. So uh, I appreciate that. And uh, it does. It's it's really cool to see the power of words. I agree. And what I've really found in the last year and a half is the amount of corporate business that we've been able to do. Uh, you know, I said our weddings are our primary business, uh, but I would say corporate falls right behind that. And, you know, they're just starting to see that they can spell out their hashtag or whatever their tagline is for their event, or, you know, maybe it's a charity event. We do a ton of charity and foundation work as well. And it's just a really great way to, to light up your event with your actual hashtag. You spell the words of what it is, and then, you know, you get excited for the next year and booking, you know, you have an annual conference. So we get a lot of repeat customers who, you know, we're doing the same conference next year. We have a lot of colleges that do, you know, match day for the medical schools. And we do a lot of just yearly annual events like Casey Fashion Week and all those kind of big things. So those are constantly on our radar of always knowing that, you know, come March, we're going to get, you know, Fashion Week coming back and come March is March Madness. And, you know, all we know when everything's coming. It's exciting. Are there any public displays that you have coming up or out now that you would want listeners to know about that they would be able to go and experience? You know, I'm sure fingers crossed we'll be uh, out at the NFL draft. I really hope that we're a part of some of those 
big fan experience moments, uh, either, you know, out on the lawn of Union Station or uh, within the city, you know, celebrating the draft and all the people that are coming in. So I'm sure that we'll have displays, you know, somewhere within the city. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, make that public knowledge so people can see them and go take fun selfies and pictures with them. Heather, thank you so much for for being here. And I'm a very celebratory person and I just, I love parties and I love anything that helps people feel like their special day or special moment is like, is elevated in an extra way. So I just really love what you're offering to, to people in Kansas City for their special events. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, we love it. We're so happy to brighten up people's lives and their events. I know it's just, it's an event thing, but it really feels like we're touching people's lives and that's what's really exciting and cool about it. So, you know, for anyone that, that has worked with us before, I hope that we hope, we hope to see you again and any of our new people, we're just so excited to light up your next event. You can find Alpha Lit social media in the show notes. If you have a special event you are planning and want to give it extra pizzazz, be sure to reach out to Alpha Lit. You can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.